Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Psychic Hour. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things psychic, and someone you guys have never met before, my sister, Kara. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really glad, really excited to get to do this with you. You know, we have been literally promising these guys for two years that we would bring you on at some point. Actually, that we'd talk you into it at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was probably more accurate. <laughs> Today was the day. Yeah. It was. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad. It was, you know, kind of spontaneous and that's all right. Right. I know. So Christy has been traveling and she has had... Uh, she had a flight nightmare that uh, oh, she couldn't get home. So she flew from Oakland to Salt Lake and should have flown into Idaho Falls. But for some reason, they diverted to Twin Falls, Idaho, and then took them back to Salt Lake last night and told mm -hmm. them they'd have to fly out this morning. But then they screwed Jeez. that flight up and she missed that flight and had to uh, hang around the Salt Lake airport until like 1.30 today to mm -hmm. finally fly home. So she said to tell you all she loves you yeah. and misses you and she's too damn tired to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's Delta. Poor girl. Delta, Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Karen very kindly uh, got her arm twisted into joining me. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. So good. Want to say hi to Amy, Kimberly, Maureen, Lauren, and all everyone who's straggling in, as I know you will. <laughs> oh yeah. So how's it going? How was your day? Good, good. I'm doing a little different job today than I normally am, and doing a lot of sitting. So my feet and my ankles are all swollen, but you know. <laughs> is it just? Is it the heat? Do you think? Some of it, I'm just, I'm just not used to sitting in a desk chair all day, mm -hmm. too. So, yeah, by That's the end true. of the day. Yeah, so Kara's yeah. a physical therapy assistant. So, typically, she's uh, in and out of facilities and people's homes and, like, yeah, busy and in and out of the car and stuff all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of, I have trained to do a job in the office to cover one of our office staff who doesn't get to have very much time off because not very many people know how to do his job. So, uh -huh. I get to do that from time to time and I don't mind it. Honestly, it's, it's kind of mm -hmm. nice. It's a nice change, yeah. you know, from seeing patients. I don't have to do any, I don't know how many of you work in healthcare at all, but uh, I don't have to do any documentation all week long. <laughs> I just do my job for the eight hours while I'm there and then I go home. I don't have to go home and sit on the couch and document for an hour. <laughs> so that's, that's a perk nice. for sure. Well, and you're it in is. an air conditioned office. Mm-hmm. 
Because it is yep. in the 90s here, and you guys know how much we bitch about that. Uh, you know, here, if when it's in the 90s, we think we are dying. We do. Yeah. We do. We're pretty sure it's a million. Mm-hmm. The I'm pigs sure have been in and do. out of the house like 20 times today. They come in, they sigh, they grumble, they lay on the rug in the kitchen. I try to, I'm such a sucker for it because they come in and stand next to the fridge. I got something started going a couple weeks ago, like an idiot, because pigs, they are such creatures of habit. You do something once and they think it's the new routine and they don't forget. Yeah, they expect it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so like two weeks ago, I had some grapes that were kind of soft that uh, I started feeding them from the fridge. Oh, so they're nice and cold. I'm the fool. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I was like, each time I'm like two, you only get two, give them each two grapes, go on my way. Well, then they started coming in like you know, on the hour, basically, standing by the fridge, like, so, uh, you got any of those grapes? <laughs> this worked last time. So then it, I went to Costco, and they had these giant things of grapes, and I'm like, oh, good, the pigs love these. So I bought grapes, because I'm trained now. And so, uh, again, yeah. Yeah. they're back in for grapes uh, too many times a day, and so sometimes you just have to ignore them and be like, yeah, no, I have no idea what you want <laughs> or why. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they ate all the grapes, so now they've moved on to carrots. But anyway, they're so grumbly about the heat. And so they're just, yeah. They lay on the rug in the kitchen and complain. Anyway, Scott finally turned the sprinklers on out back, and they were happier. But, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'll bet. We have uh, on some of the, like, the tile floor in the house, we have in two different rooms, we have an air conditioning vent, like, right under the sink. And so my big lab mm -hmm. has figured out where that's at. And so he goes mm -hmm. and he lays across the front of the, the kitchen sink on his belly. <sighs> so but he can suck up all of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're coming out from underneath. I love he's, it. He's so hot. He's so Gunner would be furry. fighting so me hot. for that spot. Yeah. If I was at your house, Gunner and I would fight <laughs> about that spot right there. He can Probably. go lay on the floor in your bathroom, which was is equally cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Yep, that's yeah. the other one. Yeah, he can have that one. Oh, I know. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> You're well aware, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. uh, Jane, I could get doggy gel mats for the pigs, but I'm afraid they would chew them up. They chew up all of their blankets. They like to shred them up and get comfy in them. And I have hesitated because I'm afraid they might you know, hurt themselves with them. Yeah. So I want to say hi to Terry and to Dana and Tina and RJ and Renee and Jane and Cranky and Eliza. Oh, and Kay, I think I got everybody. Uh, Christy had quite the delayed flight home. Yeah, she's finally home, but she, uh, yeah, she's been living it up in the airport for too long. Well, yeah. so you guys have to know, we're small town girls, right? We're not good travelers necessarily. Mm -hmm. We do dumb things because we don't know. We've booked ourselves in more scary uh, air, uh, <laughs> hotels. hotels that I care to manage, usually in mm -hmm. Denver. Uh, but so we took a trip to Salt Lake recently. Christy's adventure reminded me of this because she walked from her hotel to a gas station to buy a charger and then ended up getting an Uber back to the hotel. And in the middle of the night and the Uber driver was like, you walked? This is a very dangerous neighborhood. You don't go out at night here. Well, again, she didn't know as true crimers, we should know better, but we're idiots. So we had an experience in Salt Lake. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe six years ago now. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there. 
We were in Salt Lake City mm-hmm. for our cousin's uh, bachelorette party. And our hotel was, Christy told us three blocks from the bar. Christy lies. <laughs> Uh, it was yeah. more like three hours by foot. No, pretty not. sure it was. But a it was long like walk. it was over a hundred degrees in Salt mm-hmm. Lake that day too. It was really, mm-hmm. really hot. So we had thought we'll walk to the bar so that everyone can drink and have fun, and then we'll Uber back. Right? Good plan. No, no, no. we are. None stupid. of us had ever done Uber before either. No, we didn't, didn't even, even have the app on our phones. Uber. No, we didn't know what we were doing at all. No. So we walk to the bar. It was over 100 degrees. We are old and fat, and it was a nightmare. We walked, we had to walk two blocks through a homeless encampment. And that doesn't bother me, except for that I don't know how safe we were. We had a lot of looks and just weirdness, uh, mostly us. We're weird. And (laughs) then we got to where the bar was supposed to be, and we couldn't find it. It turned out it was an underground uh, in a basement, basement. type thing, mm-hmm. but it took us forever to figure out where it was. By the time we got there, we were so drenched with sweat. Like we were not cute girls at the bar. We were like, first of mm-hmm. all, we were 20 years older than all of the other girls at this party. <laughs> at least. <laughs> and that, that's fine. But we were so hot and horrible. So, but walking downstairs into the bar, there was this huge fan thing coming down from the ceiling. And I mean, it would like, you know, blow you against the wall. It was really powerful. And I think you yes. and I spent more time standing under that fan than we did at the party because we were oh, dead. We were dead. Well, and then when you start, when we started drinking, then we were just oh, even gosh. hotter. And for a basement, you'd think it might be cool down there. It was not <gasps> cool. So we mm-hmm. spent a lot of time under the fan or in the bathroom trying to mop up because we were so awful. It was humid too. Just all of it. So bad. Yeah. But that's not even the funny part. So then... <laughs> No, <laughs> those girls can drink, bro. They can drink and we can't. We're idiots. We don't know. We drink, no. but not like that. Oh my gosh. Every mm-hmm. time I turned around, somebody put another shot. They were all just buying one round after another, after another. And like, I would drink a glass of wine, but uh, I mean, we probably had eight shots a piece or more. Oh, at least. At and that's least. way more than any of us like ever drink. So we were, mm. we were ruined. And I kept saying, I have to be done. I can't have any more. And then another shot would come. So in between those shots, we kept going upstairs and out onto the street front and smoking all of Kara's menthol cigarettes. Now, (laughs) I don't smoke. But apparently when you've had that many shots, I do smoke. You do smoke. We were teaching you how to hold it. Apparently I was holding it like a joint and no one liked that and said we were going to get ourselves in trouble or whatever. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, (laughs) so Mm -mm. we, uh, we finally decided like, we have to go, like, we can't even focus our eyes. We need to go home. And the girls were, you know, they were all like going out into the main bar to dance and we we weren't. (laughs) No, It was time. Well, then we could not figure out how to Uber. So luckily our dear cousin who bless her for even inviting us to this event, uh, (laughs) she helped us figure out Uber and order an Uber. We get upstairs, we get in this Uber, we realize we are all three wearing penis necklaces that are flashing lights. Mm-hmm. And then we're like kind of embarrassed and poking them down in our shirts. And, you know, the Uber <laughs> driver does not care. He does no, not care. We're not just at idiots. all. So mm-hmm. he gets us back to our hotel and leaves us there. And Kara says, well, you guys, we, we smoked all my cigarettes. We got to walk down to the convenience store. So we Which start walking. Far. 
We start walking to the convenience store and, and it's late. I mean, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And again, we shouldn't have been walking anywhere for lots of reasons. Well, Mm -hmm. Kara couldn't remember what kind of cigarettes she smoked because that's how (laughs) messed up we were. And Christy (laughs) thought that was so funny that she peed her pants laughing (laughs) and then fell. And when she (laughs) fell, I thought that was so funny. I peed my pants laughing. And then it wasn't very long before Kara also peed her pants laughing. We still had to walk to the convenience store. Christy and I stayed outside. Uh, Kara went in, successfully bought us some waters and some smokes. But then we got back, we walked back to the hotel and I was really worried about these guys going to bed without any food. We really hadn't had dinner and we'd had all of that alcohol. And Christy's a diabetic and I was just worried. And I'm like, let's, there's a McDonald's next door. Let's just walk over there and get some food to, you know, stop some of this shit up. (laughs) So we head over there. Well, there's a guy on the ground. Like he looks like maybe he's dead. He's just passed out. Yeah. Right on the corner in the grass. And (laughs) we can't, we don't know what to do. So we're just like standing over him. We were trying to make you take his pulse because you're the healthcare worker. Mm-mm. You, re- you refused, which I think is definitely a violation of some kind of oath or something. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably, probably so find we, one somewhere. We take a picture of him and we text it to our cousin and to my husband with the caption, does this guy look dead? <laughs> because again, like you guys, we don't even know what we're doing. Mm-mm. So Scott calls me and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Get back in the hotel. You're going to get yourselves killed. And I'm like, yeah, but what do we do? Do we like call 911? Is this guy dead? And he's like, get away from this guy. Just then some guy rides up on his bike. And, you know, think this these three middle-aged ladies standing here staring at this guy. And he says, y'all aren't from here, are you? <laughs> no. And we're like, no. And he goes, he's fine. Just He'll be fine. Just go. But then wouldn't you know that damn McDonald's was closed? It was. It was. We went back up to our room. It took us easily 30 minutes to figure out how to order a pizza. We finally did and went to sleep. And suddenly I heard someone (laughs) pounding on the door and had to drag my drunk ass out of bed (laughs) to get the pizza. And then I made these two get up and eat a piece of it before they could go to bed. It was a great night, Lauren. We had a ball, but we did further prove that we don't know what we're doing. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, actually, the hotel we stayed in was a was a really nice hotel, but mm-hmm. it didn't take too far to too long to get you know too far to get away from that hotel to find places that, that weren't weren't. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. We don't. We're we're idiots. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Christy is safe and sound and fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. We have a yes. really good story to tell now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amy wants to go partying with us. That's for sure. Well, I mean, when you drink like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was fun. But after that, I'm quite sure Scott and Rhonda both said, uh, you guys aren't doing stuff like that alone anymore because you're idiots and you're going to get killed. But <laughs> if Rhonda was there, she would have been as messed up as we were. We would have had to. We lost Rhonda once at a drag show. <laughs> we did. And we found her in the bathroom, just uh-huh. in a stall, just chatting with herself. <laughs> mm-hmm, so yeah, mm-hmm. she would have been no good. Was that the Jamaican accent one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Her uh, 
Yeah, if she gets too drunk, she speaks. Uh, first, she said in Mayan. <laughs> and then. First it uh, was Mayan. Yeah, first it was Mayan. And then, uh, yeah, then Jamaican, if it goes too far. So yeah. she was just in the bathroom spell, speaking to herself in uh, her version of Jamaican. To be fair, that night, she also left her phone at the venue and peed in my car. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Peter Pants yep. in the car. <laughs> yep. This is us. <laughs> Sherry. Hey, Stone. Hi, Stone. <laughs> They're watching just to see what kind of shenanigans are going to happen here. Yes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> oh, Amy said it would have been better if we'd found her on stage in full drag, right? It wouldn't have surprised me, honestly. Not a bit. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She just all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, we just look across the table. I'm like, oh, God, where did Rhonda go? On. <laughs> Chris looks next to her. Oh, shit. We don't know. Well, an interesting thing about where we live is that most people here don't drink. And so at mm. restaurants and bars and stuff like that, a lot of times they overserve you because they don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. at our local Applebee's <laughs> you order a bottle of or a glass of wine and you get a bottle they fill the glass to they the fill top. it all the way up they don't know yeah then they'll come Four back ounces. would you like more god no I don't even know how I'm getting to the car <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna have to call it so call anyway to get me home at that show they were doing uh hurricanes in Long Island and they were Oh my gosh. They lost money. I'll tell you that. Oh, they were so <laughs> strong. They were, oh. That basically strong. ruined Rhonda's life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Luckily, she was fine just in the bathroom having a long conversation with herself. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, poor Christy just falling and everyone laughing at her. Amy, I'm with you. Anyway, yeah. So that's, that, that's how we roll. <laughs> For Sometimes that's every yeah. once in a while. Now that's that's how we roll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all we can handle. Hey Jennifer. So uh before we go further, we always ask the same question on the psychic hour, and that is what did you have for dinner? So what yeah. did you have for dinner? Well, uh I was trying to get dinner quickly, so I just stopped at Neaters on my way home. And nice. got and got a, I don't know if you've ever had the a grilled cheese sandwich from Neaters. I have never eaten at Neaters, actually. Haven't you? Uh -uh. So it's provolone and, oh, is it Gouda or Munster? I think it's Munster. Provolone nice. and Munster on their, you know, some of their awesome bread. It, it is a fantastic sandwich. Wow. Anyway, so I did that in a bowl of uh, three cheese cauliflower soup. Nice. Yeah. Well, okay then. But yeah, you good. said you were kidless tonight, so mm -hmm. yeah. Who's Almost. making dinner? Just us two, right? Not making dinner. <laughs> How about I you? had? Well, I had um, an Angie's burrito. <laughs> oh, yum! I made those recently. Yep, just a uh, just a burrito that are in the way our cousin used to make them. And forever, apparently, they're going to be Angie's burritos. So, mm -hmm. yep, I had an Angie's burrito. That's just a burrito with shredded beef, in case you're wondering. It's not mm -hmm. as fancy as it sounds, but they are delicious. And sour cream and mm -hmm. hot mm -hmm. sauce and cheese, and away you go. Yeah. Uh, and then I had that salad. So we made this salad. Kara made it on Sunday, and then I made it again today. Oh, yeah. It is, and it is not salad. It is a dessert. Let's be it very real. very much is a dessert. <laughs> Have you guys ever had like the pretzel strawberry salad dessert? Anyway, this is a recipe mm -hmm. like that, but it's with fresh peaches and peach jello. Dear God. Mm -hmm. And I did mine uh, as sugar-free as possible. I didn't, uh, it does have pretzels, but other than that, it was uh, sugar-free. Holy hell. 
that doesn't suck. Yeah. yeah. The, the way I made it the other day, I didn't, my uh, peaches that I had bought were hard as rocks. Mm. That's what I get for doing a grocery pickup. <laughs> so True. I had to use some canned, some canned peaches instead because I didn't have the, the fresh. So I, the fresh would have been better. Probably, but that was probably still good. Yeah, oh, the grocery oh. pickup is is dicey. <clears throat> I love the grocery pickup because God, who wants to go in Walmart? Not this guy. Not. Mm-mm. But I remember nope. one time you ordered green beans and they gave you one. One uh, green bean. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought I was ordering like a pound. Yeah. And they put one freaking green bean in a bag. I couldn't believe my eyes. That's the stupidest one. There have been a lot. What did you of pay for questionable... that? <laughs> who knows? I, I don't remember. Because I didn't know you not could buy much. green beans individually. <laughs> I did not either. I think someone was dumb and didn't realize what they were supposed to do there. I've ordered stuff like like steaks, you know, beef steaks yeah. and gotten pork in in its mm-hmm. in its place. Mm-hmm. Sugar free things, and then they give you the regular. Yes. Just yeah. tell me it's unavailable if you don't have the sugar free. How mm-hmm. dumb can you be? You know? Right. There are I some things that's... like don't send people home with pork that didn't order pork. That could be right. not uh, within your religious code or there's right. a lot of reasons why you you know and if people order sugar free, don't give them sugar for Christ's sake. No. There could be a reason. Yeah. No. And there is. Yeah. Well, let's see. Sherry had chicken and noodles. Cranky had hard-boiled eggs and salad. Lauren had, oh, was having spaghetti in process. Jennifer had KFC. Amy had Chinese food. Oh, some mushu chicken. Nice. Jody's waiting on her daughter to bring McDonald's. <laughs> Hurry up. Those fries aren't going to last forever. Nope. <laughs> Barbara had black bean soup and goat cheese and crackers. Uh, Kimberly said it's morning where she is, but she had chili con carne last night. Oh, it gave her a lovely side of heartburn. Oh, oh. well. It keeps on giving. Yes. Oh, Pamela had a pitiful looking rotisserie <clears throat> chicken that looked like a naked canary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Add some broccoli. Oh. <laughs> Oh, poor little thing. <laughs> Maureen said, I did a dry rub honey boneless turkey breast in the air fryer. It shrunk Ooh. five inches and was devoured by my boys. A canary Ooh. breast, I'm guessing. A that... canary, yep. <laughs> yeah, Stone oh, also had culvers. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did, he did. Oriana had potatoes and steak kebabs. Terry had Mexican. Well, it sounds like everyone's doing just fine. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, you know, I, I'm 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 doing keto <laughs> again for the millionth time in a row. <laughs> I'm starting over, <clears throat> so I decided to. Uh, well, clearly, I had a sandwich for dinner. So clearly, your ass off. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Had pizza and salad. I really want to get back on the keto train. It's totally my plan. It just seems like summer's so hard with so many like camping trips and you know events and oh my yeah. gosh. Yes, it is. You have to, you have to cook. When you do keto, you just, you have to cook. You do. You you can't not. Yeah. Well, you know, I gained about 15 pounds with, uh, I had, I had, I had back surgery in in March and I gained about 15 pounds through that and doing keto for about Mm -hmm. what, about three weeks now. I think Mm -hmm. I, 
I've, I've lost it so far. Have you? It's, oh, good I think for you. It's yeah. mostly you no know, water weight, I'm sure, but yeah, I, but... I, I can see a difference. Yeah. Well, it's good on inflammation yeah. too, you know, mm-hmm. for the that back, it really, I mean, that's, it's called for, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I wish I could get my willpower back to do carnivore. I did carnivore for about six weeks at the end of last summer. Yeah. That was fantastic on my body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Remember you said that? I've never done that one. My, all of my inflammation labs came, they were lower than they've been my entire adult life. And I felt fantastic, but God, that's hard. That is so hard. And you get so oh. sick of not having anything fresh ever. Ugh. Yeah. Not just, I'll bet. I'll hard. bet. But like, I think if I was like prepping for a surgery maybe, or, you know, like if there was a reason that I really needed to get inflammation way down, I could do it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah, that my staying sure. away from gluten helps me a lot. Oh yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Clearly it didn't work tonight, but a lot of times if I'm, if I'm going to eat something that's not keto, <clears throat> I'll try and at least keep gluten free. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know the gluten makes me hurt. I know that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a lot of these guys have done, uh, done keto and done really well with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pamela mm-hmm. said summer's ice cream season. Okay. But rebel ice cream mm-hmm. is keto ice cream. Rebel. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have it, uh, on your side of the country, though, Pamela, I think it's a company that's here in the West. So I'm not sure if you guys have Rebel. Walmart carries it now, though. So maybe you do. But mm-hmm. my God, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's expensive. I, the local store here next to me, close by my house, it's like it's seven dollars for a pint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's maybe crazy. I'm just cheap. I don't know. but No, that's that's even more expensive than Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because everything that has a keto label on it has to be about twice as expensive as everything else. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Jane had a keto-friendly chocolate brownie for dinner. But there she's you hungry. go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yeah. a mix in the cupboard. I need to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, oh, oh, she has had Rebel. Oh, good. I'm glad you guys have it there, too. Mm, good. It is really good. It's my favorite. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Enlightened is good, too. I agree with you. It mm. is good. I don't mm-hmm. think I've tried that one before. So, Maureen, my... Uh, Let's see what her question was, inflammation and uh, cholesterol. They were both good. I know. And it's Mm -hmm. counterintuitive. I know. But yes, it's true. Health problems are expensive too. Oh, I know. I'm such an expensive patient (laughs) that I always wonder if my insurance is like, God damn it, her again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. we just do something for her? (laughs) Right. We just filled that med a month ago. I'm on one medication that is $6,000 a month. Jesus. Yeah. And that's just yeah. one. It's crazy. Now, luckily, yeah. between my insurance and the uh, prescription company's copay card, it doesn't cost me that. But my gosh, it's crazy talk. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. It is expensive to be sick, for sure. It nope. is. And it like, it doesn't have to be. No, that's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Yep. Well, I thought that tonight would be a good night for us to talk about raising empathic kids because you and I have both had our fair share of sensitive and empathic kids, uh, kids and stepkids, both bonus kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a it's an interesting conversation because I think uh, I have found in talking to you guys uh, over the last couple of years or a few years that we've done the psychic hour that 
a lot of you did not have parents who understood empathic kids and a lot of you were and I think ours did maybe not in the sense of that word but they understood having mm -hmm. sensitive kids mm -hmm. you know I uh, but at any rate, I think we're always still parenting ourselves, regardless of how old you are. And so I like the conversations about empathy and understanding empathy so that you can parent yourself as much as your mm -hmm. own children, if that's uh, the, the stage of life that you're in. Mm -hmm. So I, one story that I always love about your daughter, Kara's daughter, Mia, was a very psychic little girl and a very sensitive little girl. And she started having a lot of bad dreams and getting scared and wouldn't stay in her bed. And, you know, a lot of kids do that. Mm -hmm. And we write it off for all kinds of things, right? Rather than realize that maybe they are experiencing some things and seeing some things. And, mm -hmm. you know, that that fear is not just contrived. It's real. And it's real to them at any rate. But so with Mia, we had been teaching her to ask Archangel Michael to come and protect her. Mm -hmm. And we'd put a picture of Archangel Michael in her bedroom and mm -hmm. made her a crystal blanket, you know, and she started calling. Tell, tell us what she was calling him. It was Big oh, Angel Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Angel Mike. That's right. She, she'd tell us that Big Angel Mike was sitting on her bed, helping her to be okay. <laughs> and a lot of that stuff stopped. But I, that always just cracked me up how sweet that was. Big Angel Mike. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Big Angel Mike. Uh-huh. Yeah, she mm -hmm. sure did. That kid was, she was great. When she was younger, I, and I, I think she still does it too, but when she was younger, she picked up on my emotions so much. Now she, you know, when, when your kids are younger, and I guess maybe when they're a little older too, you know, you don't always, you're not always totally transparent about how you're feeling, about how you're, you know, your emotional state is because you don't want to always upset your kids. At least that's yeah. how I felt. And, but Mia knew. Mia mm -hmm. knew. She would come up to me and give me a hug and, Are you okay, mom? And I'd be like, mm -hmm. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she still does, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She'll call me out of the blue sometimes at work or just wherever I'm at. And a, a lot of times it's just because I, I kind of needed a phone call or just needed a little pick me up, you know, and she'll still do mm -hmm. that. And she knows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. For sure. Oh, yeah. As, as a young adult, she's definitely very in tune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's your little Mariana when she was little. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take before you could give that girl a Christmas present without her already knowing what it was? Forever. <laughs> Ever. I will never forget the puppy incident. We were getting her a puppy for yeah. her birthday, and she was about six, I think, and Mia was five. And I had uh -huh. been really careful trying to not say anything, not, you know, not even freaking think about it. Like, nobody knows <laughs> this is happening. I'm uh -uh. going to keep this a secret. And the day before her birthday, 
she and Mia were playing in the living room. And I heard her say to Mia, guess what? Mia said, what? And she said, I'm getting a puppy for my birthday. <laughs> and I was like, how? And Mia said, really? How do you know? And she said, my angels told me. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> no, you're not. Not now. Quit, quit telling her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So the next day, we had the whole plan. We had her birthday party. We were going to surprise her with this puppy. And she wasn't surprised at all because she already knew she was getting the puppy. As soon as I handed her that puppy, she looked at him and said, I'm naming him Lulu. First of all, Lulu? Why? Why? Let it ride. We still have Lou. And Mm -hmm. yeah, but (laughs) Lulu. But anyhow, she already knew what she was going to name him because she'd already picked out a name because this was all done and done. And she yeah. already knew. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was like that with her for years, years. But the yeah. worst is like you'd already have something bought for her for Christmas or her birthday and have her say, don't get me such and such. I don't I don't really want one. <laughs> and you've oh. already got it bought. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Or one time driving, we were driving to Walmart of all places. It makes it seem like we go to Walmart a lot. We do because we don't have anything else in my town. But anyway, we're driving to Walmart and out of the blue, she goes, why do we need a new rake? When I looked at her, I said, what? And her dad's jaw drops. And he said, who told you we're buying a rake? And she goes, I don't know. I just thought about it. Why do we need a new rake? And he was like. Because I broke ours, and that's what we're going to Walmart for. <laughs> oh, stuff like that forever. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But one thing we've experienced with all of our kids, uh, to some degree, have been the headaches and the tummy aches when they're little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of you guys can find yourselves in that because you uh, maybe experienced that too as a kid, and maybe sometimes as an adult, but. In little ones, unexplained tummy aches and headaches is, these are the empaths. These are the kids that are feeling whatever's going on in their classroom, other kids, teachers, uh, the bus driver, the stress, the whatever. And they don't know how to explain what they're feeling. And so it will a lot of times manifest as a tummy ache. Yeah. And my kids were the queens and kings of it. And I know that your kids were too. And you kind of got to go. What's going on in this classroom? And sometimes you, they just have to come yeah. home, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think they do. Empathic kids miss a lot of school because <laughs> can... it's hard. Think mm-hmm. about all the, the angst, especially in like middle school and junior high. Yeah. You know, of, of, of high school as well, but mm-hmm. ugh, the angst and the anxiety and the hormones and oh, the emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To try and be around that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and as little kids, you don't realize that your teachers are people, you know, they're your yeah. teacher. That's really all you know. And what you don't know is that maybe your teacher had a shit morning, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe your teacher just got some bad news or doesn't feel good or, you know, really hates this job or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, you don't know that because you're a kid and you shouldn't have to know that. <sighs> what you of course don't know is that a lot of times I think that kids are picking up stuff from the adults around them mm-hmm. without uh, really understanding that. Oh, Jane said she had tummy aches yeah. all the time. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think I had more of the headache route. That was mm-hmm. more. The other one is headaches. Me. 
Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that it's probably neither as much as it is. I don't know how to express what I'm feeling. And yeah. so this is what I'm going to say. This, this is how I'm feeling it. Yeah. Because there was probably nothing wrong with those tummies, you know, but no. there was all of that energy. I those things you were feeling that you didn't know how to put a name to it. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren says, how, wow, a whole bunch of comments like downloaded at the same time. Let me oh. scroll up just a tiny bit. Lauren, I wanted to get to your question and then I lost it. Oh, for God's sake. Where do we go? Okay. Oh, how do you help them figure out what they are feeling if they cannot identify it? You know, one mm. thing that I think is helpful, Lauren, is to talk about how you felt this morning. So say at 10, your kid starts texting you or calls from school or whatever and says suddenly they don't feel good. I think it's useful to sit, to talk about how did you feel this morning? And not just how did your body feel, but how did your heart feel? You know, mm-hmm. did you feel happy? Did you feel peaceful? Did you feel okay? And when did that change? You know, it, yeah. to kind of start narrowing down, like, when did that change? And what would happen a lot of times they just need a break from it. What would happen if you just had a chance to go out in the hall and get a drink and go to the bathroom and just get some fresh air? Do you feel better now? Because how often with kids do you go, oh, maybe you just need to uh, go get a drink, you know? Yeah. And they do. And how often are they okay then? Mm -hmm. Because you're just breaking that energy up. And I think, Lauren, that helps. But I think it also helps as kids get older to help them decide, is this really mine? And as adults, it really helps to decide, Mm -hmm. is this really mine? Mm -hmm. And so with that, it's really sitting with what you're feeling and, and talking to yourself about it or to that, to that child or that young adult or, or teenager or whoever and go, well, sometimes I'll just ask my kids who around you is in deep distress and they'll be like, oh yeah, this kid I sit next to at lunch. Yeah. His grandpa died yesterday or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. They'll tell you some terrible story that you go. So is it possible that what you're feeling maybe doesn't belong to you? And they go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So then what? You well, know, the awareness, I think, is half more than half the battle, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Just a, the, yeah, just realizing, oh, wait a minute. This isn't mine. Yeah. This isn't mine. Yeah. 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 And then if you're still feeling some things that you're uncomfy with, one of my favorite tricks is to wash your hands. This works. It works. Mm -hmm. Go in the bathroom or tell them to go in the bathroom. Run cold water over your hands for 60 seconds. Just let it flow. That will shift your energy, pull you back into your body, and just help rinse away some of that debris or that psychic sludge. That is so easy to do. That's a good way to do that. Anyone can do that. Yeah. A symbolic way to wash it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's lots of energy tricks, but I like that one for school, for offices, you know, for places where you can't like just go meditate for a half an hour, you know, (laughs) or whatever, or, or leave the situation entirely. You just need a break from it. And I think that helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so too. Amy said that makes so much sense. I went for CT scans and all kinds of tests from five to 10. My grandmother would tell my mom to stop giving me certain foods and take all kinds of supplements. Yeah, but mm. it was empathy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a really good point, Cranky said. I pick up on people too. It's a survival technique. Yes. People who have had trauma, particularly as children, are typically more dialed into what's around you because it's you're always taking the temperature of the room. Even if you are safe now and have been for a long time, that's just something that you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in kind of interesting, it's kind of ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Hey, Renee, I hope your husband's doing well. I'm glad you popped in. Her husband had his gallbladder out. Oh, dang it. That's not You fun. know. Uh-huh. When I Kara's do. husband had his gallbladder out, we <laughs> learned that he's one of those people that wakes up from anesthesia ready to fight. Mm-hmm. And he got not- super combative. And he's a big dude. He's mm-hmm. not a fighter normally, but he came mm-hmm. out of anesthesia ready to kick somebody's ass. Like throwing punches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We were told that, uh, that they, they were, they had to restrain him because, well, and it turns out that, uh, I, one of, we had a family member who works there at that hospital and they grabbed her and was like, Hey, come in here and see if you can help us calm him down. And just, <laughs> she just started talking to him and he finally, uh-huh. He doesn't remember any of it, you know, of course, but yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he felt bad. He's like, did I hurt anybody? <laughs> no, he didn't. They had some of the, you know, some of the, the larger men probably yeah. in the room that helped uh-huh. to kind of pin him down. But yeah. Diffuse him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of love that story because he's like a gentle giant always. Uh-huh. But, but you know, you think about how pissed your body must be. After right? a surgery, you know, I'm shocking. You, you've been that must seriously be seriously invaded. Yeah, yeah. No wonder you might be mad. Yeah, yeah. I woke up bawling from surgery. Oh, me too. I'm a crier. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke up. I had an endoscopy one time. That's where they put the camera down your throat. The doctor came in. He's like, "Yeah, everything's fine. You have some inflammation in your stomach. I don't know why. I figured out why it was uh, an essential oil vitamin I was taking that was making me sick. But anyway." So I didn't have any bad news, right? But I couldn't stop crying because I just come out of anesthesia. And the nurse, the nurse came in and she was like, looking at me and looking at my chart. She's like, I am. Um, did you get some bad news? Because you can see that she didn't think I was getting bad news. And I was like, no. You know? And my husband's like, she's just a crier. She's fine. You know, she's fine. she's just yeah. a crier. Just ignore this shit. Yeah. But, but that's me. Yeah. I did that after I had knee surgery, I woke up and, uh, I, I woke up and I realized that the surgeon is like standing there and he's trying to talk to me and tell me because there was a, a chance that he may have to do a more serious surgery. Uh-huh. And so I was trying to listen and find out if he, which one he had had to do because yeah. one of them was going to have me be off work about three weeks. And the other one was going to be more like several months. Yeah. And so I was trying to get through that, but I could not stop crying. Oh, could not oh, stop crying. Oh. And he was just kind of looking at me and just patted my leg like, okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> I just couldn't quit. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I just couldn't quit. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I mean, my so knee bad. really hurt at that point too, but yeah, yeah, no, I just couldn't quit. You did do a lot. I had, at least I didn't pee my pants that time. <laughs> stupid gallbladder i woke up and well, once i got out of bed to go get dressed yeah i realized i had totally beat my pants so <laughs> as <Yeah>. you do 
I mean, bless the nurses, really, because right? they have to deal with people like us. And I know you guys yeah. have, you know, had your things too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I apologized. And she said, oh, it, she said, it is very common. Don't worry about it. It happens a lot. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> I can't imagine it's that yeah, surprising. You've been under really heavily medicated. I mean, mm -hmm. what can you do? And frankly, I mean, you can Nothing. just see your pants walking through Walmart. So having <laughs> right? surgery, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't take much. It is. I blame Walmart for this, I do to too. be honest. But poor Walmart. They can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. um, it's not their <laughs> fault. But maybe it is. Sorry if any of you were like Walmart employees or anything. But... We don't mean to pick on Walmart, but it's what we've got. <laughs> it is. It is. Pamela said, I'm an empath and was constantly told that I was too sensitive. Well, they were right. My son is a chip off the old block and we do talk a lot about how we are. I don't use the word empath with him because he's Mr. Science. <laughs> ah. But he's definitely an empath. Oh, yeah. He gets the headaches, too. He's not a child anymore, but he it still gets to me when I see him get overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. You bet. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's see. Cranky said, I just learned how to give away stuff I was carrying around that was never my stuff. I am 50-something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. One technique I really like, and it's just a visualization, but if you can visualize a vortex of white light into the earth next to you, and I like the visualization of it looking like a trash can, but it doesn't have to be. It's, it's up to you. But and just taking stuff that's not yours, taking it and throwing it away. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And you guys know, like, say you run into somebody, you know, in a random place or you have a phone call or a conversation with somebody and they dump all of their shit on you. You know, it could be just because that's how they're feeling. It could be through the conversation that you have with them. But they're just they fling their energy all over you. That's mm -hmm. a great visualization to be like, you know, what I don't want is all of this and I'm going to throw it away because mm -hmm. I don't need it and neither do you. But yeah, just recognizing what's not yours makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I do sometimes when I, I realize that I'm picking up on somebody else's energy that's not mine. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> I imagine that I have an invisibility cloak over me mm -hmm. of, of this basically, you know, an energetic invisibility cloak so that that other stuff isn't attracted to me yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that yep. i do well again it's all in the awareness right and so any mm -hmm. action that you take is going to help you because you're that's the command you're making that's mm -hmm. the intention you're holding mm -hmm. sherry said i'm probably a bad parent when my kid's tummy hurt in elementary school i told him to go to the bathroom no, I think that's good. I think yeah. that's good. It helps to break up the energy, whether they need to go or not. It helps to break up what they're doing. I think that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, a Amy also is a surgery crier. Yep. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when she sneezes. So she says, just don't worry about it a bit. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Amy said, I'm still told by my narcissistic family members I'm too sensitive. Heck, it happened a few weeks ago. And all I did was get up and walk out of the room before I exploded. Yeah. Well, that's an easy way to just gaslight you into not having to uh, take any responsibility for their own behavior. Mm -hmm. If you're just too sensitive, then I don't have to change myself. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. But is there really anything is too sensitive? You know, sensitive so. people, in my opinion, run the energy of this world. And sensitive people so frequently are the most compassionate and the kindest and also frequently are the creators. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you suppose that Da Vinci was told he was too sensitive? Oh, I'll probably he was. I'll bet he did. I'll bet. A lot of artists like him probably were. Mm -hmm. Tesla. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, I was thinking today about a. Uh, it's her birthday, Frida Kahlo, or Kahlo. Oh, is it? It's her birthday? Mm -hmm. Yeah, according to NPR. And <laughs> <laughs> they probably know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that uh, she was told she was too sensitive. In fact, she was told she was crazy. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of really gifted and brilliant people were told, and we're still told, you know, that they were too sensitive or that they weren't in control of their emotions in some way or whatever. That's just, that's just their spirit. That's just who they mm -hmm. are. I think it's crap to tell somebody that they're too sensitive. Mm -hmm. If you've done something or said something to someone that makes them react in a way that makes you think that they're too sensitive, maybe you need to be reevaluating yourself. Yeah. The way, and the way you treat people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there is a line there between managing your expectations mm -hmm. and being sensitive, you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes sure. we all, you know get our expectations built up to a place that is uh gives us a letdown but that's not mm -hmm. necessarily your fault either no you know? no yeah, allowing yourself to have whatever kind of uh emotions that you have mm -hmm. i think pamela perfectly put she said there's like there's something wrong with us that needs to be fixed right right yeah so mm -hmm. there's not not everyone is the same my God, you look at this planet and we have people on this planet of every shade of color and hair color and eye color and shape and height and every other kind of trait you can think of in between. Right. Why is this any different? Yeah, it isn't. But, no, but when you are different, people want you to conform so they can be comfortable. Yes. You know, I, I think that's what it boils down to. People don't want you to be different because then they are uncomfortable. Why are they uncomfortable, though? What does society do to us that makes us think that anyone who isn't just like us is a threat? Yeah. It's just unfamiliar. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fear. I, I think at some level it's fear, whether people mm -hmm. are, you know, conscious or subconscious fear. But I am always curious about this. I like the weird, you know, I want to meet the weird people. I am a <laughs> weird too. person, you know, I want to meet the weird people. And, you know, the, when I see the lady in the grocery store, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> dressed in the wildest getup ever, I'm like, yeah, that's my person, you know, mm -hmm. versus other yeah. people that make a wide berth around her and don't, uh -huh. dry, you know, because she's making them uncomfortable. Uh huh. But I love seeing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> she's being who she is. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cranky says she's weird too. See, it's the only way to be. It know. is. It is. Weird. I have to rein in my weird. Yeah. I have to rein in my weird depending on where I'm at. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it is true. It's a, I don't know. It's something that puzzles me about uh, 
just uh, like the human condition, you know, mm-hmm. or, or is it that, or is it just conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. we think That's everyone true. has to believe like we believe everyone has to be our religion. Everyone has to worship the same God or a God. Mm-hmm. And we're bad for it in lots of different venues. I mean, we're seeing in the U S right now in such a, a bloodbath between the Democrats and the Republicans, yeah, it's just never ending. And both sides think that everybody should have to believe just like they do. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we're never getting anywhere because uh, that's just never going to happen. No. But then it's not just politics. It's in so many things. But, yeah. And maybe it is, Em. I agree with that. She said it. Humans are predisposed to recognize similarities. It's a protective trait. Yeah. I can understand that from like a a survival technique, maybe a survival mechanism, like an early survival mechanism. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> Amy said, I people watch to decide how much weird I can release and not be completely kicked out of the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I can feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. See how much weird people can tolerate out of you before. <laughs> Gail, your question was not deleted, but I don't think I saw it. Well, it wasn't deleted on my side at all. So maybe it just didn't post. I don't know. Feel free to repost, though. You know, technology. It's weird. We are not in a state or a place of uh, Mercury in retrograde right now. But you would sure think we were, by the way, technology has been acting lately. Mm -hmm. A lot of technology uh, flubs. I'm not really sure why. Anyway, so it's the heat. It we'll blame the heat and Walmart. Let's blame Walmart too. The heat and Walmart. Good plan. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Good well, the heat's plan. got everyone feeling a, a little bit murderous. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, um, you know, I guess back to talking about the the empaths and our kids. Yeah. You know, that are empaths. Think about what at least your three and my oldest. Mm-hmm. want to do or currently working on for a profession. Mm-hmm. So my daughter and mm-hmm. your daughter mm-hmm. have both been, are both CNAs. Mm-hmm. And then. And both and did CNAs so, in high school. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Came out of high school as CNAs. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, occupational therapy. And then you've got psychology mm-hmm. and some or mm-hmm. counseling, right? For your oldest. And I don't then, know. But it's we'll hard find to say. out. We'll find out. <laughs> You know, and then we all know that when Mars mm-hmm. goes to law school and becomes, you know, the people's lawyer, she's uh-huh. going to be, you know, a force. And because oh God. Mm-hmm. people will be terrified of her, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, know people yeah. already oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's really, it's been interesting with that because I've always kind of been like, Oh my God, you could be like a human rights attorney. There's so many things. And she's like, nah, social justice. Yeah. She's like, nah, Nope. I want to represent women who have been abused women who are trying to get divorced and have been through, you know, mostly battered women is what she's talked about. the most. Is it that? And then the more work we do with like MMIW cases and stuff like that, she gets more interested in like representing families and stuff like that. Now, yeah, you go to law school and you start to, you know, practicing things and trying things and who knows? I mean, she could change a lot between now and then, but I think it's mm-hmm. been really interesting. It's been domestic violence cases actually that she's been the most interested in. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause she could be a social justice attorney, mm. man, that 
Yeah. She'll yeah. she'll be fantastic. Whatever yeah. she does, she will. Whatever. It'll be good. It'll it will help the populace, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's true. I mean, all mm-hmm. of these kids have been so interested in yeah, some angle of social justice or of healthcare or helping mm-hmm. and healing type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they mm-hmm. sure have. I have no idea what Jack wants to do, neither does he. Mostly no. he just wants to play football. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get there. I could see Jack go to law school. I really yeah. could. I could see Mars getting more into, uh, you know, the deeper she gets into her career and and into school. Jack going, this is where I want to be because he could be a fantastic attorney. Oh, he could. He and Mars could be partners and the world could never sleep again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm already. Oh, dear God. (laughs) I'm already with him as a teenager have to just be like, listen, I'm done negotiating. There's no negotiating. Mm-hmm. with this stop trying to you know get me to compromise or uh mm-hmm. i said what i said and that's mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah he's a he's he's become a pro mm-hmm. because i probably let him because i argue with him and let him and you know sometimes mm-hmm. just for your own damn sanity you just have to be like fine mm-hmm. fine yeah mm-hmm. so he's good but- at that already you know, I look at your oldest bonus kid, and since I think he's watching, uh, you know, he, he he can hear this or not. That's fine. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, that kid is an empath from the get-go. Yeah. And his stomach issues, never-ending, I think, are yeah. very interesting. But also, in every job he has, he gathers everybody up like <laughs> the family. And uh-huh. he'll be like the youngest kid there, and he's gathered everybody up like he's the dad, you yes. know, and his helping everybody get along and helping everybody do their job and, you know, taking one for the team here and there so everyone can be okay. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the empath in him, you know, it making is. sure the room is all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're totally right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Amy, I have not done it. Okay. I have done, have I done a past life regression on Mars? I don't think so. We did some past life work I together. So. I channeled a past life for her years ago because this kid was has she went through a period of being so afraid that Yellowstone was going to erupt. Oh, and yeah. every night she'd be in my room crying at like two in the morning, Mom, I had another dream and Yellowstone's gonna blow and we're all gonna die. And you know, that's a conversation that happens around here because the reality is if Yellowstone blew, we would all die. But yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't would take... even know it blew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd probably get notification about the time that that would yeah. be it. You know, which we all live close together. So there's some peace in that. But, you know, <laughs> just all go together all at the same time. Yeah. We just peace <laughs> out. But, um, but like this was a deep fear for her. And after working with it for quite a while and threatening everybody, if you let her watch anything that has to do with volcanoes, I will kill you personally. Um, <laughs> I finally did a, a, a sit down and a channeling with her. She was little. She was like maybe six or seven. And. What did come out of that was uh, not Vesuvius, uh, but a different volcanic blast that she lost her life in. And hey, Shaylee. And there was a lot of fear on that for her. Anyway, um, yeah. So, but that's interesting. Really interesting, Amy. It's a thought for sure. Yeah. Gail, I still don't have a question from you. I'm so sorry. We're not doing readings tonight, though. I'm not sure if uh, I should have been clear on that. But hey, Crystal. Yeah. Anyway, so just a few thoughts on that for yourself or also for kids uh, around you that are appearing to be empathic. 
and kids that are empathic, a lot of times, uh, these are kids that'll be overly generous. You got to watch them because, you know, they'll give away their lunch every day to someone else that's hungry. They will allow everyone else to kind of have whatever they need and want without really them getting the stuff that they need. This is really common, really common. And so these are things that you kind of have to watch for in these kids, especially because as teenagers, they will be the kids who drag everybody home with them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, too. But they also have to learn boundaries and learn how to be safe and take care of themselves because uh, if not, we'll see them get taken advantage of. And then as young women, especially as young adults, you got to raise these girls that they aren't anybody's mama. They're not anybody's fixer, you know, that they have to stand up for themselves because otherwise they are the ones that end up in questionable relationships because they see people's potential. Right. more than they see like who they are right now and that can get super dicey it can do you see that i'm on marriage number three (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yep yep that empathy can get you in lots of trouble (laughs) and it can can. be a huge gift Mm -hmm. and it can be a huge gift it makes for a magical life but you definitely have to learn boundaries if Mm -hmm. you don't learn boundaries as an empath you're kind of fucked yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yep. And I know a lot of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about in your own lives. Shaylee, my birthday was awesome. Thank you. Oh, Terry said her son is just like uh, how we described that. I know a lot of you guys have had kids like that. Well, hello, Miss Matea. Look who else is in the house tonight. Hi, Maddie. Matea, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another of my little empaths who also, a lot like your steps done, uh, that's her work is to gather everyone in and make them okay. And mm-hmm. frequently people that are a lot older than her, uh, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> she gathers them all in and makes them okay and, mm-hmm. and takes care of uh, the world. And yep. yep. Interesting. Yep. Oh, Terry said her son is uh, now a firefighter. He's a healer and a helper. And now he's a oh. firefighter. We have a good friend named uh, Bridal who we did, uh, pipe with and then uh, goddess ceremonies with for a lot of years and mm-hmm. bright owl used to always say that she just and she was a nurse she used to always say that she knew her path was to be a healer and a helper and this really stuck with me over the years that uh mm-hmm. i know that's my path too and i know you've known that was your path but uh mm-hmm. and we all do that in different ways some of us work in healthcare, some of us don't you know work mm-hmm. in different avenues but i like that theory that i i know my path is to be a healer and a helper yeah Oh, yeah. I've known that for a long time. Yeah. And and just like Terry, her, her son is now a firefighter. That's kind of a, an uh, all-encompassing healer and helper in various aspects. Boy, sure. sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've done it. <laughs> was that <laughs> painless? Talked our way through an hour. It was, it was yeah. painless. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. We used to, when we were getting uh, Kara to come and be on radio with us, we'd have to give her some Kahlua first. So I don't know if you had any tonight before you started. I but did, you did not. Fine. We'll no see. Kahlua, no wine. I, I just shot of nothing. I know. I yeah. managed to do it. Stone just cold dinner sober. and here she came. Well, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, Christy and I will be back next week with three brand new episodes. We'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. And then we'll also, I believe Wednesday night is also the cold read party right after case updates. 
And then we'll be back uh, Thursday night for the psychic hour. So as always, there's so much more to come. You know, the crime world never <laughs> slows down. So it's all <laughs> <No>. going. <laughs> Plenty so to talk about. You guys. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining me. I do appreciate oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Very much. <laughs> hey, Chris. Chris said it's good to see you. <laughs> oh, it was good to see you too. Oh, yeah. dang phone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, she's not seeing the comments. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, you guys. Have a good night. Take good care of yourselves. You sure deserve it. This has been yet another production of a true crime. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, the true crime <laughs> squad. Yes. Where am I? What's my there name? You, go. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Mm -hmm.